0: like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in.
1: And welcome to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Michael McNamara. This is a vacation edition of McNamara on Money. We are, uh, we're both in sunny Florida uh, and um, we're both on the same internet connection, Cindy. So, we you know, you only, if, if this thing goes down then we'll, we'll be calling <laughs> ASAP. Anyways, Mike, how are you?
2: I'm just fine. And let's see, we're about 20 feet apart in our respective uh, bedrooms doing a broadcast here, right?
1: That's right. So I am. So just to catch everyone up, uh, we're down with the families, uh, Alyssa, uh, Alyssa and Kirk and uh, myself and Suzanne have have made the trip down to Fort Myers post vaccination here. So uh, we are uh, we're enjoying the week and we're going to do a vacation edition of McNamara on Money. Again, we're in the same house, different rooms. And uh, let's, uh, all right, let's 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 jump right into it. So, hey, anyone has a anyone has a question today uh, about anything uh, on your mind, please don't hesitate to give us a ring, 978-454-4980 is the number. If you'd rather shoot us an email, uh, you can use questions at com. That's questions at McNamara on money.com. All right, so this uh, this show is going to be kind of a reset. We our, our last show, which we called Planning Through the Ages, uh, we uh, we were going through different types of age, different age groups and talking about the different things that people need to worry about. Uh, from a financial perspective at each one of those ages we did we did age 25 sort of early career um and uh, you know sort of early early family life last time around a couple of weeks ago and uh, since we didn't get to finish we are going to proceed on here uh this time around we're going to do uh age 45 sort of like a you know a a mid-career you you have a couple of kids and then we'll do age 65 pre-retirement and we'll talk you know we'll touch on maybe age 85 toward the end of the show uh and we, although we won't run it we won't run anything through the software so it's it's going to be a uh, this is going to be like a live planning session and uh, we are going to go through our software and run some different scenarios and the idea is just to show folks you know at at various ages what you need to you know talk about what you need to worry about from a financial perspective and also, so you know talk about the you know the ramifications of different decisions right part of the benefit of being able to work within a retirement planning software program is you get to plug in different scenarios and say all right well what what does my life look like if i do this and then we can change all those inputs around you know what if i want to try to pay for all of my college, my you know kids private school educations what if i don't pay for any of their college what if i want to buy a second home uh what if i want to retire at 62 because i just i just got to get out of here right so we can we can run all those different types of scenarios and we're going to spend most of this show here uh going through uh going through a bunch of different scenarios that sound like a a good setup
2: yeah and just a quick note we had a wonderful caller two weeks ago named jim who volunteered to be with us live on our show and jim we kind of dropped the ball on your email we apologize Uh, if you're if you're listening we'd like to do a real live show with you sometime in June and we promise we'll be in touch we also thought it would be better to kind of finish the big show picture hypothetically but we really love doing this with real live people uh, you know real people real planning issues sort of a thing so Jim we'll be back to you we promise we're gonna get you on the air and uh, talk about this is the rest of your life and It'll be probably a more interesting show than Justin and I making up some hypotheticals. But, you know, so thank you for being patient with us and we'll be back to you soon. OK, I covered that base just to make sure. OK, <laughs> I thought I e- I thought I forwarded you his email and you were taking care of it. But
1: my fault. That's that's what I get for letting you handle the. the well, yeah.
2: Yeah. OK, yeah. so I, I am monitoring the McNamara <laughs> on money email today. As, At know, least while we're live, right? Di- diligently, diligently, if anybody wants to chat with this sort of a thing. And again, folks, where, as we go along here we're going to probably, you know, if we're talking about a 45-year-old and you're 50, you're probably in the same boat sort of a thing. So we tried to pick ranges that would cover a lot of bases for the age, okay? Uh, And we're going to touch on a whole lot of issues for folks uh, in those age brackets. And by the way, if you have a question about any of those issues anywhere along the line as it might apply to you we we'd much rather chat with folks on the phone than do do the uh the plan although it obviously we think it's a good idea to do one but it just makes for more interesting and more real radio so don't don't be shy about giving us a call uh, if we say something that you think is stupid or if you say something that scares you or if you say, we say something that you'd like to get some more information about you know, if you're thinking about a question for us, there's a pretty good chance, there's, uh, you know, oh, a few other folks out there in the valley, okay, thinking about the same thing, sort of a thing. So don't be shy, we're, we're easy to talk to. Uh, we, I've been on the radio for thirty plus years, and we have yet to blow up anybody on the air. We're, we're polite. We we speak English, and uh, we'd much rather have some calls to help illustrate some of the things we're talking about. How was that, Justin? That was pretty pretty tactful, don't you think? Or what?
1: Very tactful. Okay. Very yeah. Tactful. yeah okay. So again, we're, so we're live in the Merrimack Valley today, um, and if you'd like to give us a ring, telephone number is nine seven eight four five four four nine eight zero. All right. So you know, I, th- I think we should set up. You know, I, I should say ahead of time uh, that we are going to be running through the software live and uh, we'll probably you know wing it's not the right word but we're we're, you know most of our planning meetings uh are they're not all pre-scripted right i mean when when we sit down with a client we're none
2: of them are pre-scripted what do you mean not at (laughs) all well
1: you know in, in the old days what you would do is you would uh you know you would sit down with a planner and you would give them all their information right and, and then someone would go you know probably like you know like a like a power planner type or, or uh, you know someone who worked with the software you'd hand them all your information and then uh and then you know the planner would get back to you with a plan right so that was that was kind of the old the old school way of doing it uh now what we do is we sit down we sit down and we're always running live through the software with the client uh, and because things just come up, right? You know, we we go through all the parts of your life, and uh, you know, whatever can be programmed into the software, we'll make those changes live. And it it just it's it's very much doesn't doesn't necessarily follow a script, right? Because that's just not the way human brains work. Uh, and so we're going to be doing we're going to try to replicate that as best we can. Uh, and so you'll yeah, I'm sure you'll me is the guy who's. Uh, Actually, controlling the software here, you, you'll—I'm sure—throw out some stuff that say, "Hey, let's change this. Let's change that," because that's sort of the reality of the situation. That's what—that's what happens in real life, and uh, so we're going to try to simulate that as best we can here. Uh, it may—it may lead to a little bit of downtime, but you know that's what we—that's why I have you here to, hey, to to fill some of the silence. I can,
2: I can do that. And again, uh, folks, just a little little uh, more uh, embellishment on what Justin says. By the way, Justin, did you know that next year? will be my 30th year as a certified financial planner
1: practitioner. I didn't know that. And no. There you go.
2: The old guy, 30 years. Anyway, folks, uh, you know, we do planning live and in person. And to get most folks squared away, it takes two, three, four meetings. And that's okay. And the reason we do it live and in person is because things do come up. Okay. And, you know, if you go to an outfit and and they just have you fill out some data, say, we'll send you a plan, you get the plan with recommendations back in the mail and don't don't get to follow up in detail. That's not there's no way that that's the best way to do that people in situations change all the time and reading body language is much better than getting something in writing for as far as we're concerned and by the way we make a mistake on the software once in a while and correct each other and folks make a mistake <laughs> about what they gave us for a piece of information and we can correct it right there and we can follow it right up there so so live and in person is Absolutely, positively the best way to do this. It's also the most exciting, right, Justin, in terms of some of the things that can happen. But so, so folks, we're doing a hypothetical and it'll be fine. And if you, if you can stay tuned with us, regardless of your age, you know, if we're talking about a 45 year old and you're 65, 90% of the stuff we're going to talk about is is somewhat material anyway, and we'll get to the 65-year-olds later in the broadcast. So don't tune out if you're not at the age we're talking about because, you know, there are different emphases on different things, but everybody's financial life has pretty similar pieces. It's just some are in vogue sometimes and some are not sort of a thing, but anyway, uh, so This will be, I think, very helpful. It might be a little scary, uh, but we'd love to have some calls along the way. It makes it much more real for other folks listening. So, thank you in advance for calling. All right, my son, yeah, take it away.
1: Yeah, and again, just to follow up on on your follow up, you know, one of the reasons that we do again, again, we do this live is because. Uh, you know, financial planning, retirement planning, any type of planning that you're doing, it's not just a, it's not just a wealth maximization tool, right? It's not, you know, we're not just saying, okay, well, Mr. Client, here is the way that you, you know, you die with the most money, right? Most people don't live their lives that way. You know, we will have a conversation about, you know, with a good example is college, Uh, you know, anyone out there who has kids in college, right? So, so the, the, uh, the optimal, uh, financial outcome is for you to have your kids you know take out loans to pay for college right i mean that's you know that's sort of uh, you know relatively straightforward okay you're, you're all much better off if your kids uh, go to college and they pay for it themselves but that's not how most people operate and some folks you know some folks values is that um that they want you know they don't want their kids to come out of college with any loans some want them to have skin in the game right and so our job is to you know is, is to try to is to give you the best financial outcome based on your value system right and so that's again it's not just hey this is these are all the decisions that will uh, that will have you end uh, have you die with the most with the most money yeah
2: and so. for whatever it's worth folks uh, probably the most a uh, frequent occurrence of difference of opinion on all the topics we talk about with couples is whether they're gonna pay for all the college, none of the college or whatever. It, it's it, it's very, very common in, in our experience that the husband feels one way and the wife feels another way. And it's good to get that conflict out and start talking about it folks, because it's kind of a big, scary financial topic. So we'll, we'll flesh that out as well
1: as we go along.
2: All right, my son, take it away.
1: All right, so I think we should probably well, let's let's uh, briefly start with. Oh, hang on a second. This is uh, all right. So let, let's just you know uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna set up our clients, our hypothetical clients here. We'll call them Joe and Jane, 45, because uh, that's how old they are. Um, you know, just. Brief- Briefly, the things that we want to talk about. Talk about some of them will be in the plan. Some will not, but I do want to talk, uh, you know, just briefly on them. Uh, so, insurance planning. Um, you know, life and disability insurance are the sort of the primary insurances that we're that we're talking about at this stage of life, right? Excluding, you know, things like property and casualty insurance, which are a part of your life uh, at all times. Um, income tax. You know, we're having the Roth versus traditional uh, retirement um, discussion. We're having, you know. Saving money uh, in in you know your four hundred one k versus a five twenty nine plan if you have kids and are trying to save for college versus a, you know just a traditional taxable or brokerage account um, if you want some flexibility we're talking about uh, you know with regard to retirement it's it's you know obviously mostly retirement savings rate it's it's usually I think at at this age a little early to start to start nailing down specifics on retirement with regards to, you know, when it's going to be travel, what your lifestyle is going to be, whether or not you're going to, you know, try to have a second home.
2: Joe and Jane Um, are worried about next week, generally speaking, (laughs) like most people,
1: never mind 65, right? (laughs) Yep. Uh, You know, uh, on the investment side, um, you know, they're, they're still far away enough for retirement where, where maybe their risk profile hasn't changed on that score, but you know, they may have different goals that become shorter term that you wanna talk about their risk profile, right? You know, you know, as a 45 year old, if you're an aggressive person you can still stay aggressive with your retirement savings but that may not be the case if you have other goals in there right call you know as a 45 year old you may, you know if you sort of may be approaching college age uh in which case you maybe want to pull back some of your investment uh you know you're in the investment risk level on any college accounts you know you may be saving for a second home uh, and so you know really it's some things have changed uh but others have not with regards to your investments and your risk tolerance etc uh and then you know estate planning i'll just briefly on this one you know you you should probably always have an estate plan in place um specifically for our couple here uh you know they want to take care of uh mostly um you know uh, custody for the children right you really want to worry about having your kids taken care of if you have them uh all right so i just wanted to set that up briefly okay should we get into the specifics of our clients here right so i'm, I'm just going to go through and you know the the plan when we run a live plan with a client most of the meeting is going through the actual assumptions that we're putting in to the to the uh to the software i mean it's really not uh it's not like we they hand us all their information in advance and then we just immediately jump into the results of yeah. what they've given us right we spend a lot of time sorry do you have something to say
2: yeah, most of the first meeting could be qualified is spent on data gathering, okay. and when folks leave a first meeting, we have a rough idea, but that leads to a second, more interesting one. Basically, is the best way to say that.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh, all right. So yes, that's right. That, that's a that's a, a good point. to follow. Okay. It's, so it's our- not
2: a one meeting date, folks. If you look have looking for a certified financial plan or to do a great financial life plan, it takes more than one meeting. Trust us on that.
1: All right. Sorry. How's the dog? How's the dog situation out there? Uh, well, let's Alyssa, see. is following up. Are they barking still? <laughs> uh,
2: no, I I put them way down in the, in the uh, family room and put locked them up and hope that crazy Lulu was going to be quiet for the next hour and a half. But we'll see how that goes.
1: The, so. the family was nice enough to leave us alone for two hours, but they did leave us with two with two whiny dogs, and they? Okay, well, have well, now, <laughs> now calmed down. I'm, I'm just getting a text message to make sure that everything's okay back here. So uh, <laughs> we'll, catch think, we'll keep the listeners up to date on the on the family drama here. Yeah,
2: there there you go. The dogs are more important than the husbands. That's what I think, <laughs> Justin. But we'll we'll leave that one alone. Okay.
1: righty Okay. So uh milestone. So we're gonna use a standard uh, age 65 retirement for these folks, I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't, I actually don't know what the actual uh, most common age of retirement is anymore, but uh, we'll use the old 65 uh, as our retirement age, uh, and we will use a life expectancy of age 90, right? So I think, you know, when, when we, anytime we do planning, we do need to plan when folks die, uh, and we tend to lean towards uh, the higher end of sort of average uh, average mortality right so the average the average man i think dies you know somewhere in the 85 range woman somewhere in the 87 range that's from memory that's you know, don't quote me on that cuz it does change from year to year but um, we're going to use an age 90 if you're okay with that i'll you you can be uh you can be my client
2: sure i'm i'm just going to kind of ch- chip in with different ways people think about it yeah. we we have some people who are convinced they're going to die at at 69 we have yep. some people who are—I think—they're going to live forever. And if we really knew when they were going to die, we could make a great plan, right? But we can't—sort of a thing. Uh, and so, we—you know—we kind of end up using something that we're kind of both comfortable with, and we kind of have to maybe negotiate it a little bit. But you—you you really don't know, and that's one of the biggest variables, folks. It's just as simple as that. If—if if we assume somebody's going to live to ninety okay and they die at 75 they could have had a lot more fun with their money right i mean given the circumstances And, and or if we assume somebody if somebody says they're going to die at 79 and they live to 90 that could go the wrong way so you know knowing when you die which is an unknown is a huge variable in the plan just kind of have to adjust for and make a guess, basically. We're called certified financial guessers, right, just Never, right? But internally, anyway, because who knows the future? So yeah,
1: I don't think I don't think the CFP board would, would like that. Would like no, that you're name? No,
2: you're probably right. But <laughs> we, we are talking about making some educated guesses in some cases and some wild ones in others. So who knows? But all right, yep. So and I would,
1: and I, and I would say. I think on average, we, we almost, I think people almost always underguess or, or at least many more people, I, I would say underguess than overguess, right? I mean, we, we rarely yeah. come in and uh, have somebody say, oh, I'm, I'm gonna live to a hundred, right? Even folks with longevity in their family, maybe because it seems so fantastical for someone who, uh, you know, especially for someone who's maybe a pre-retiree now, right? You know, for for you know someone your age, the idea that you might live to a hundred was probably wasn't uh, all that believable. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But as life expectancy has, has increased, it's good. It becomes more and more realistic. So I, I you know, just, just be aware of that. Um, we, we much more frequently hear, Oh, I'm, I'll be dead by 80. than we hear, Oh, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to live to a hundred. Right. And it's just, uh, it's just something yeah. that I think people, people need it, to keep. Well, mind. you know, and
2: it, it's, it's, it, and it speaks to once you get a plan in place, folks, it speaks to maybe visiting with it every two or three years to kind of update it. Okay. How, how many, uh, well, I've been doing this a bit longer than you, Justin, but so the folks that guessed that we're going to die at 75, well, when they're 73, what do you think their guess is going to be about yeah, when I they're going to die? Not, not not 75, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so as people get older, they kind of guess longer <laughs> because that's just kind of how it is. You, you don't know, folks. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, that's just human nature. You know, we have some clients we know that are absolutely positively certain that they're going to die at a certain age. And when they're three, four years away, they, all of a sudden change their guess about when they're going to die okay <laughs> yeah so so the the only point i'm making folks is that once you get one of these plans in place and by the way it's written it's squared away and you can be updated at a meeting every once in a while yeah you probably ought to once you go to all the work of having one of these things developed, you probably ought to visit it every year or two or three depending on your age Okay. To make adjustments as you go along. That's all. We, you know, they're just guesses, but the further down the road you get to your retirement goal, the easier it is to make a guess or the more clarity you have in terms of the math you can do,
1: you know? Right. And okay. it, to be clear, uh, you know, we, we, we do, uh, you know, we're advisors. we don't tell folks what to do, but, uh, you know, for, for the people who say I'm going to be dead at 75, we, we don't actually let them run plans that say you'll be dead at 75, right? We're, we're, we, <laughs> Oh, we'll we'll we run one and to... then just show them well, if they live
2: to eighty what it looks like, and then you know, that, that gives yeah. them a thought,
1: you know. Yeah. So yeah, we, I, j- just to be clear, we, we are we will we'll certainly push back uh, if something is uh, on anything unrealistic. We tend not to. Um, I, we, we, I guess let's just say we push back fairly hard on on unrealistic assumptions going into the software right we're we're trying to be uh, realistic and and on the conservative side of realistic at all times just because we you know we don't want to be wrong and and uh end up having given someone some wildly well, some advice.
2: Justin, you promised me 15% a year in my retirement plan. What are you what are you talking about here?
1: Folks, that's a I joke. know it looks okay. so great. <laughs> we had great. We had great um yeah, great odds of success in that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Well, so uh,
2: by again, the way, yep. on the retirement date, Okay, yeah. let me just get very quickly. Um, by the way, I the last I checked the most common retirement age is 62, because that's when the early should get Social Security for, for most. People. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 you need to give some thought about that retirement date. And again, if you're 45, you can't give it much thought we will we, we'll run a generic scenario, right? Because they really haven't got much in mind. But yeah, you know, th- that retirement date, we have lots of people who are delaying it because they like their jobs. Uh, we hear lots of people who are changing it because they don't want to retire yet because retiring is a little bit less of a life than continue to working so you really need to give some just careful thought about that and agreed if we're talking about the 45 year old there's not there's not much serious thought there but I would say when folks get up into the mid 50s they start to think about it pretty seriously so just be careful about it folks because you never know.
1: Okay, well, Google says, yeah, men age sixty-four and women age sixty-two. I mean, I, I think there's a there's certainly a discussion there about what what even defines retirement anymore, yeah. right? I yep. mean, you know, yep. if you if you quit your uh, you know your job where you were making seventy-five grand a year and all of a sudden you're working part time uh, for fifteen, you know, did, did you really retire? So there's you know there's a lot to discuss there. You know, that's one of the things that we have uh, you know when we touch on. Uh, when we get to age 65, we'll most certainly talk about part-time work because it can be a, you know, a very important part of the uh, a very important part of the picture. At age 45, it's, it's generally speaking too early to be making any of those assumptions. So you know, for uh, on average when we run a plan, uh, for younger folks, we're, we're leaving a lot of the detail of retirement out, but and that usually includes part-time work, right? because it's, it's hard to say at 45 whether or not you're going to want to just slow down or fully retire uh you're, you're just sort of you're pretty far away all right uh, Yep. and, and these uh,
2: are the discussions we have with folks who you know haven't thought about that just yet we've had enough meetings and experience to say well have you thought about that justin by the way we just got about a minute to the break maybe a little bit less so i just wanted to give you a heads up about that okay
1: okay all, all right. right well uh all right so we're gonna all right so age 65 and age 90 will be the assumptions that we use uh, we're going to go into our net worth next i don't actually know how much time cindy how many how many seconds we have there we, we i don't even know if i want to bother jumping in. can we go over a break about right now
2: 35 or 40 if you want to
1: all right yeah i think we should probably wrap it up then hey let me give let me give out the uh the call in numbers uh if anyone wants to jump in on this topic or really anything else uh, you can give us a ring 978-454-4980 Zero, that's 978-454-4980 Uh, and uh, questions at McNamara on money.com. If you want to shoot us an email and I think uh, we will wrap it up right there. We'll be right back. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Michael McNamara vacation edition uh, of McNamara on money here. Uh, And we are getting right back to our client. We're doing a live plan today. You know what? Let me, let me give out the numbers again in case, Uh, you'd like to give us a ring. Uh, We're live in the Merrimack Valley today, 978-454-4980 or questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com. We're doing planning through the ages, our follow-up from our show a couple of weeks ago, uh, and we're going to go through a couple of different planning scenarios uh, at different ages. Uh, We're going to do age 45 and age 65, uh, and we are going to get right into the details of age 45 here so all right so you know without further ado let's get back into it we're going to go through all of our uh, all of our software inputs here so we can uh, get get everyone on the same page with what we're doing Uh, we're going to retire at uh, age 65 that'll be our our goal retirement Uh, and we're going to plan to live until age 90 and uh, you know we can talk later on about uh, about you know, life insurance and maybe, maybe killing off one of the other spouses early and seeing how that affects our yeah.
2: yeah. So this is for both spouses, just to make it simple, basically. Yep. Got yes. It. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. All right. So, uh, let's talk about assets here. So our couple has, uh, let's just say they uh, they have a home and it's worth five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. We're going to give them. We're going to give them primary residence. Uh, we will also give them a mortgage. And their mortgage right now, they have a $300,000 mortgage. Uh, They have a pretty good interest rate, 3.5%. And uh, their payment is $1,750. And surprise, surprise, uh, that has our 45-year-old clients having their mortgage paid off uh, right before retirement. 19 years, 10 months to go on their mortgage, uh, which will have them all wrapped up uh, by retirement, which I know. Is,
2: Assuming they stay in that home all that time and don't refinance, right? <laughs> yes, Both of yes. which are <clears throat> brave assumptions for most folks, Justin,
1: but yes. Yeah. And we, you know, we just want, we want to be abundantly clear that, um, you know, that's why they call it planning, right. You know, uh, f- for the most folks, they don't, they don't stay in one house for the rest of their life. But our, you know, our planning scenario here is going to be, again, it, this is, this is one of those where at 45, you're really not, again for for the average person it's hard to tell what your retirement real estate situation is going to be right you're you're still early on That's you got a lot sure. of other you know in our case uh, we have a couple of kids here uh, there's a there's a lot going on and you're probably not spending a whole heck of a lot of time thinking about oh you know what do I want to do in retirement should we downsize you know where should we live you know should we should we move to Myrtle Beach right um all all those decisions tend to come later when you have a, a little bit clearer picture of uh, of how you, you'd like your life to turn out, right? So. Yeah,
2: and folks, that mortgage amount was not including taxes. It was just principal and interest, FYI.
1: That's right. Seventeen fifty is, is the principal interest payment that'll get uh, about three hundred thousand, uh, about three hundred fifty grand paid off by in uh, in twenty or so years. All right. So we have a mortgage. We're on track to have it paid off. We can change. You know, again, all this subject to change uh, you know, we're going to spend some time going through the baseline and just, uh, and making sure we're all on the same page before we go ahead and make some changes and, and, uh, and make it interesting here. Okay. All right. Let's go to our accounts. Uh, so, you know, we have, uh, our, our, uh, Joe and Jane have been, have been decent savers here. Okay. So they, they each have a 401k plan, um, and they each have, a uh, quarter of a million dollars in there. They each have $250,000 already saved inside of their 401k. In addition, they also have a taxable brokerage account for $100,000. So their their net worth as of now from a financial point of view is about $500,000. Uh, this is all excluding any bank cash that they may have. You know, we, we, we don't plan on bank cash, right? We, we always think that everyone should have an emergency fund. And in general, that's that's left off of uh, any planning scenario because the idea is to never spend it. Uh, and so we're at financial net worth uh, at, uh, at 500,000. Uh, from an investment point of view, we're going to be aggressive with these folks, right? So so both Joe and Jane have gone through our uh, our, our, our risk tolerance questionnaire. Uh, and they have decided for for them that at this point, the best idea would be to stay aggressive, right? So we're going to give them a 7% annualized rate of return between now and retirement. And then because they've been aggressive, you know for for most of their investing lives, we'll have them we'll obviously have them crank back the risk level at retirement because they'll they'll more than likely need to. Uh, and we'll drop them back to a five percent rate of return on that account. Comments there?
2: Yeah. Uh, what, what are these folks earning, Justin? What, what are their their income? Just quickly. Yeah. I, I, Cash I know, flow. I, yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, again, for all the scenarios that I ran, I ran them um, uh, at, at the 75th percentile for income in the United States of America, okay. right? So so our, our, our 25-year-olds are earning $50,000. Uh, our 45-year-olds are are earning ninety thousand apiece. All right. Okay. So so both working, both earning ninety thousand.
2: Yeah, I, I just did a little simple calculation in case there are some people out there thinking that's way too much money. Uh to to get to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars at seven percent in twenty years. Is investing a little bit less than six hundred dollars a month in your retirement plan. That's just, or, you or know, you know, about seven thousand a year plus or minus, folks. But that's, that's just a rough number to give some people an idea about that. So it's not impossible to do this, folks, if you do it long enough.
1: Yep, yeah, and I've done, you know, so I've done uh, kind of when I started this off with our twenty-five year olds, I did run some projections, and you know, somewhere around six hundred grand. Actually, if if you start early enough. Uh, if you started at 25 and you save 10% of your salary, uh, I I think they would actually be, be North of this yeah. uh, $500,000 mark. So, I mean, if, yep. you, if you really get on it when you're 25, you're, you're, you, you tend to be way ahead of the game. Um, we're actually, you know, I, I think this, this may be the high side of, of average for a 45 year old. Certainly it's the high side of average for, you know, for, for, you know, in our uh, in the country. Um, but, you know, even, even this year, you, you know, these forty-five-year-olds are a bit ahead of the game, although not as not as far ahead of the game as if they had started really early and and saved their ten percent and and, uh, and yep, been aggressive got it. the whole time. Yep, All right, Fol-
2: folks. Everybody's numbers are different. Just bear along with us. We, you know, you you have your own numbers in your own life, but hopefully, you're starting to think about this.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh, and again, we have a, uh, also have a taxable account, uh, so they're just saving. They're saving some money outside of their uh, 401k plans as well Uh, for for us going forward we have essentially them saving their extra cash at the end of the year if they have any they're they're dumping it into their uh, retirement plan account so I'm sorry their, their their taxable account which is just a brokerage account. Uh, we, I, I use a 5% rate of return for our taxable account just because, you know, these accounts tend to be the ones that you may grab early. Uh, they tend to be, you know, they, they tend to have, they uh, they do have flexibility on when you can grab it because there's no tax ramification, uh, or at least there's no tax penalty to taking money out of a, out of a taxable account. Uh, and so you tend to see them used as backups for something like college. All right, so. We're gonna we're gonna give them a five percent rate of return because they're gonna be a little bit more conservative with this bottom of money, just in case they need. Yeah, it. They, mo- most
2: people who have accounts like that, they say they won't touch the money for a long time, but that that doesn't happen all the time. <laughs>
1: yep, I mean this is that that could be used for uh, you know again it can be used for college it could be used for a, a second home down payment, uh, and we can you know we can look into uh, we can look into some of those scenarios uh, later on here after we get through our if we get through all our all of our data entry. Okay. All right. Sorry, I only have, only have one screen today. This is this is a, a new experience for me. So I have to move our I have to move our zoom window all over the place.
2: So these people aren't saving for college yet officially? Or are they about to? What's we don't
1: have it. I don't have any college. I don't have college in yet. Okay. Um, But you know, that's one of the things that we're going to put in. I do have a couple of hypothetical 529 plans that you'll see there. They're, they're yep. not funded yet. Yeah. Uh, and we will talk about College. When we get to the uh, when we get to the goal section. Okay. All right. Actually, let's see. Are we getting close to the end of our? By the way, how our, old are, oh. how old are the
2: kids, Jess, By the way, how old are the kids there? The-
1: oh, that's a great question. Let's find out. <laughs> well,
2: you made this up. You ought to know that.
1: Well, it I was mean I, I this was in show prep a couple of weeks ago. So how yeah. old are they? All right. Let me give me. Let's get to our client information here.
2: You know, I gotta visualize this in my mind, Josh. You know.
1: All right. So I have two sons. Son 1 and son 2 their ages is 6 and 3. Okay, got it. Thank you. Okay, yeah, so we have a we have a little a bit of time before we uh, before college. All right. So we still got we still got time to plan although they have not yet made any college plan specific. All right. Cash flow okay so again as i mentioned uh what they have is you know they, they each have a ninety thousand dollar per year income that's 75th percentile in the country as of a couple of years ago um social security neither one will have a have a pension in retirement right we're we're, we're modern here and you know no teachers or, or or firefighters or police officers um and i'm sure i'm leaving a few people who, who will have pensions out there uh, as well, but uh, so we're going we're gonna to be on Social Security, and we're just going to ask the software to make the calculation for it. It's going to be based on, you know, an average ninety thousand dollar per year income, and so we're going to make uh, we're going to make some projections based on that those earnings, and then project forward on them. Um, and based on that, the monthly benefit let's see the monthly benefit at full retirement is about uh, $2,700 so 2724 is the projected social security amount for each one of our our clients and that's at full retirement age which uh, for them will be age 67 but we can again start to run some of those scenarios as well if they want to you know if they decide they want to retire early we can we can turn on social security early and uh, and see what that does to our odds all right so I have a few uh, I, I went like, you know, I I didn't do a lot of detail on the expenses, which, again, tends to be on the uh, relatively common, at least for folks of this age group. Uh, we're going to do uh, an eight thousand dollar per month in expenses. And that is going to be that is going to include everything, with the exception of our mortgage, which is going to sunset at some point. Right. It's going to you know, we have a couple of you know little insurance policies for one hundred dollars a month. Uh, and then it doesn't include college education either, right? So essentially, just you know, mortgage and other stuff that will expire uh, is excluded, and then we'll have all of our other expenses equal about eight grand a month. And uh, surprise, surprise, that is just about their their cash flow comes out just about even. In fact, they have you know they have four or five grand extra every year after they pay their expenses, pay their mortgage. Um, pay their life insurance bills and do all of their savings for retirement, which I'll get into in a minute here. All right, questions there? That's if if
2: they, that's if they're disciplined, they have four or five grand extra. If they're not, they spent it along the way that's and right. forgot where their money went. So that's right. Depends on if you're tracking it or not,
1: right? Right. Uh, uh, Okay, so I'll get into our, let's see how.
2: Yeah, by the way, one more thing on expenses. Folks, uh, I'm going to guess that 95% of the people listening to us right now uh, couldn't tell us within $1,000 what their expenses are. OK, on, a, on an annual basis. Forget about the taxes, because no, not many people know a that. Thousand. Just a regular. Expense. OK, wait, 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 that, not, 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 maybe maybe ten thousand. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm being kind, Justin. Yeah. I'm being kind. Anyway, folks, it's really scary if you don't know your expenses and you're making some plans for the future. OK, uh, and and your expenses, we spend a whole lot of time trying to flesh out people's expenses. And by the way, it's a lot of work and it's scary and it's aggravating and it always comes out to more than you think. But it is what it is, and, and we, we just do math, and the math has got to be as close as you can get it. So, so pulling together your expenses in the real world when you do one of these things is a critical operation and often takes a couple of meetings to get even moderately close to these things. We, when, when, when we, uh, you know, 70% of the people that we work with miss on their expenses by at least 10%. Of their income, sort of a thing. So it's it's common, yeah. But, but but it's it's mighty important that you ultimately know what those are, because if if the math says you're not looking so good, well, you got to figure out some ways about where you're gonna save money or where you're gonna make some more, sort of a thing. So expenses are critical, and we're just kind of running by it here, okay. Uh, yeah. To, to, to be practical and to finish this up before for this afternoon, sort of a thing. But yeah. in the real world, they're very important folks. Okay? That's right.
1: From a time perspective, I think we spend probably the most time on expenses, yeah. especially, especially on the pre-retiree side. So I think it's yeah. certainly less uh, when, you know, when we're when we're doing longer term retirement planning, right, 15, 20 years, uh, there's certainly less of a focus on expenses, just because getting every dollar in is not that important because it's you know things are so likely to change over the next you know 15 20 years that it's the the time is almost uh it's almost wasted what we do what we do like to make sure is that we are accounting for all of the dollars and not you know we're not just disappearing thirty thousand dollars a year and, you know, because we couldn't account for it and saying, well, hey, if we if we couldn't account for it, we must not be spending it. Right. So we, we do spend some time making sure that uh, we're at least close to a, a gross expense number.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And let, let me look, folks, let me one more example of why that's important. And I'll be quick. You know, there are some folks out there listening to us right now and their retirement plan is that if I get to a million dollars in my retirement plans, we're going to be OK. And by the way, it's it's nice to have the goal, but you know, that million dollars, if that's if there's an amount target amount in your retirement plan that you're going to get to when you're going to retire, you just looked at half the situation. If you have a million dollars, and you need to spend, you know, 200,000 a year from that to live in retirement, that million dollars will get you five years. You know, if you have a million dollars, and you need 10,000 a year, maybe you didn't have to save a million. So there's, there's two pieces to your retirement life, how much you got, and how much do you need to take from it every year? And they have to add up. We have some folks that are over uh, over 72 that are forced to take money out of their retirement plans and they're mad because they don't need it. So folks, how much you've got is one part, how much you take yearly upon retirement is the other and they better add up. And you can't just go in with one number because without knowing what you're gonna take from it. That could be a bad scenario, Justin. All right, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, okay, so we have our expenses in. Uh, let's see. You know, w- w- when we talk about expenses, one of the things that we like to do, sort of immediately, is to just make sure, is to double check. Hang on, I'm, I'm, I'm fl- flipping windows around here. Uh, you know, so we're always running a cash flow report. So I'm going to run one here, um, wh- so we can chat about it. Um, you know, w- once we get the expense numbers in. We always cross-reference that with current income, right? And so I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll give a very brief example for uh, for Joe and Jane, forty-five here, All right? So remember they they were making ninety thousand dollars. Well, that's one hundred and eighty thousand dollars gross, and then they're, you know, at, at their eight thousand dollar per month expense number, and uh, they have, you know, it's ninety-six grand, and they have a mortgage that's another twenty-one thousand uh, dollars. They're saving eighteen and then they have some insurance and they pay $39,000 total in taxes right so so their gross income of 180 of $180,000 comes in roughly $4,000 north of their total expenses right their total expenses are about 176,000 and their gross income is at 180 and so you know in for the average client that we work with uh, that it's not that close. Obviously, this is this is all fabricated. So I put this in, and I I purposely made it so it um so it matches up pretty well with their total expenses. Uh, but but in the average scenario that we run, you know, we're saying, okay, well, hey, here's all the here's everything we have accounted for. You know, you have one hundred eighty thousand dollars in income, but I'm only accounting for uh you know one hundred and fifty five thousand dollars worth of expenses. So what happened to that twenty? Yeah,
2: we're hiding out of the twenty five thousand bucks, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, we. If you had some heart stopping, well, wait a minute. Your, your. This says you have an extra twenty five thousand left after all the expenses you gave us. Uh, well, let me think about that for a minute. Yeah, well, maybe say, oh, I missed. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, well, yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we built
1: a deck, right? So, I mean, and again, it's not. We don't mean to. We don't mean to say it in a way that you know this is. It, it's so normal that you know it couldn't. It's it's not a negative thing, right? And it's not a it's not a character flaw that you can't account for all of your. Which stuff.
2: is why we do these in person, yeah. Justin. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's just a matter of you can't, you can't, generally can't count every dollar, and so when you try, you you, you tend to end up falling short and not going, uh, not going the other way. You no, know, no one, with with very few exceptions, no one overestimates their expenses. Uh, but okay, so I have again, so I I set this up on purpose so that our cash flow does roughly match with uh, our total expenses. Right. That's so called so
2: living within your means. Money folks.
1: coming in and money coming out. Yeah. And I even I'm even going to tell the software that because we're so disciplined about saving that any any money that we have over and above uh, what we spend uh, we're gonna we're gonna stash that away in our brokerage account and uh, we're gonna add bits and pieces uh, as we go along year by year. I, I like
2: these people. They're disciplined, Justin. They're very think disciplined. Yeah,
1: we should we should have done an, an undisciplined couple and just to make it more realistic, but
2: <laughs> that would take longer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway. All right, so I think are we mostly past the expense piece? Anything else you want to cover? You want to cover on expenses before we get into strategies?
2: So, so these are their current expenses. What about their retirement expenses? So you've got that factored in about what's going to disappear and what they might add. Uh, if they living in the same house forever? Is that what you're going to, yeah. have to do here? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. So
1: I, again, uh, this early, we tend not to do a whole heck of a lot with regard to. At least I, I tend to. I mean, you, you can do. Every planner does things a bit differently. I I don't like to bog folks down with okay, you know, give me your life now, which you know, which which you know, for a lot of folks is is hard enough, right? I mean, if you're yep. not a budgeter, yep, um, and you and you're not and you don't have to watch every dollar, you tend you know, it tends to be a bit of an exercise to go through and do this, right? Um, so that's hard enough, and then to, to add on the extra exercise of oh okay well now what's it going to be like 20 years from now what's changing right you know how much do you pay for uh, health insurance now, and then let's compare that to uh, to Medicare and you know how, what's your travel budget now and let's compare that to what you would like to do in retirement I I find that to be a bit much uh, to be honest I mean we we certainly can you know normally it's it's very Baseline. Well, hey, you know, I'd like to travel more in retirement, and so maybe, maybe we'll throw an extra uh, an extra line item on there. um But that, I think, I would yeah. I I, I kind of go meeting by meeting on that. Yeah. So you're just
2: client. taking their current life and projecting it into the future without any changes. And by the way, we neglected to talk about inflation, folks. In this data oh, gather yeah. pro in this data gather okay. process, we kind of make an estimate about how much more things are gonna cost every year for the rest of your life and bake that into the cake. Okay, what did you use, 3% here, Justin, two and and a
1: half? 3%, our standard, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay, So, so basically, For the 45 year old of the world because you don't have a detailed retirement plan we'll just kind of assume you're in the same life that you are now okay you know we'll we'll, uh, pretend your kid expenses disappear and maybe you spend your kid expenses on vacations or fun in retirement so it's it's just a start it gets more refined as you go along but at least it's a start and by the way the most important reason, folks in their 40s, should do this is the college stuff, because that can really mess you up if you're not careful about how you handle that.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and you know, just to uh, to illustrate the point, which which we talk about at all of our meetings, which we skipped here on the radio, you know, we we tend to use a 3% inflation number. That's on the high. That's on the high side of the hundred-year average of 2.6, um, and it's on the very high side of more recent averages. Uh, I think the 25. Yeah, the 25-year averages is, 2, is 2.14. And then the ten-year average is is sub two. It's one point seven percent. You know, I I don't think again. One, we're always trying to be conservative with all of our estimates, um, you know, sort of across the board. So we think a three percent inflation is uh, is 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 on the conservative side. But also, you know, we we don't know that. The Fed and and sort of the economy will be able to continue will be able to continue with uh, the more recent inflation numbers, right? I mean, you know, there are, there are, if you look at inflation graphs, there are lots of fairly long periods of time where you have you know high levels of inflation, right? I mean, you know, you, yep. you, there there are plenty of like you know 10 20 year periods where you're you know well up over three percent with some significant numbers in there, and you know we we all would like to think that uh you know the fed is 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 magical and they can give us you know you know one and a half to two percent every year and keep things calm but i don't think that's the reality of the situation right you know, we, we don't want to because we're because a 45 year old uh you know we're forecasting uh, a 45 year a 45 year time frame um uh, that's a lot to assume that things will stay relatively the same right you're talking about a an awful long period of time with which things can go well, i don't know if wrong is the right word but uh, where, where you can get higher bouts of inflation and we don't yeah and this
2: is a you, you know you can get into trouble guessing when you die and you can get into trouble guessing inflation too you know if if we used five percent inflation and it never came to pass you might have to work to your 110, you know, based on yeah. the growth and expenses. You know, if we used a, a, an inflation number that was 1% and you were wrong, you might run out of money by the time you're 68 sort of a thing. So, you know, and, and the older you are, the less inflation, you know, if you're 70 and coming up with a, the rest of your retirement plan, inflation's not as much of a risk as if you're 45. So, you know, th- these are guesses, folks, you try to be reasonable, make a best one, but it's a real good reason why you get together every year or two or three and re- Visit all this as you get closer to your goals. It's, it's, it's a process that's in motion is the best way to say that.
1: Yeah, we should all make, right. you know, we don't, we don't do it often because we, we tend to stick with our 3%, but, but to illustrate that point, uh once we start running our, once we run our first scenario, we can, we can run drastically different inflation numbers and, yeah. and uh, we can show how that, uh, how that would affect it. Which... I was going
0: to
2: blow it up and go to heck basically. Yeah, a little, a little scary. Ahead. Or yeah. if you go on the yeah.
1: lower side, right. It could yeah. be significantly different. So again, that's why they call it planning. Um, not a plan. There you go. All right. So we have, we got three minutes before the break. That should give us enough time to cover our strategies. Um, I think because a lot of this stuff, we're not leaving as much time for age 65, but a lot of this input stuff, we're going to mostly skip over, I think in the next, the next time around, because we're not, you know, we we don't want to go through everything again. We'll just go through it in brief. All right. So uh, Joe and Jane, again, we mentioned they're saving 10% of their salary inside of their 401ks all right so they're at 10 i don't have an employer match on there that's something if we want to you know if we want to yeah
2: we don't have time for that but people would understand yep. that i think yep
1: yep okay. so so just 10 percent they're each getting nine grand a year that's going to be an inflated number all right so as their salaries grow uh they're going to continue to save that 10 um inside of their 401k plans uh we are also uh we don't have any you know we We can model things like paying down the mortgage early and all that fun stuff, but uh, we're going to keep it relatively plain vanilla here with regards to to a radio plan. Uh, The only other, you know, the only other strategy that we have in our, at least in our baseline plan, we have no education just yet, um, but we do have, uh, we're going to save any extra money, as I mentioned before, uh, inside of our taxable account, right? So, hey, you know, we're, we're, you know, Joe and Jane are going to keep, uh $50,000 in their bank and you know every year at the end of the year they're going to check and look to see and if they have if they have 55 in there they're going to write a check and uh and invest it into their uh into their joint account and for now that joint account will be targeted toward retirement okay okay and I think yeah that's just about it I mean we have some insurance policies which we may I don't know how much we'll do on on Joe and Jane 45 um because that's well, insurance. Justin. What?
2: Yeah. What did you assume for college costs and stuff? Have we got there yet, or am I? We haven't away? got. <laughs> oh, okay. I can get, yeah. Let, me, I'm actually, getting let nervous. me jump there.
1: Well, it's, jump it, there.
2: it just turned about ten fifty nine. So you can yeah. quickly introduce it, and then we'll just take a break. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And
1: again, we we don't have. The, it's not being paid for in this plan. You know, I just threw in. You know, the the upper echelon college cost uh, eighty thousand dollars a year that's four years of private school that's uh, terrifying at an elite university I, yeah. you know, that's obviously going to be a you know that'll put a dent in their plan but um, that's what we'll do as sort of the top end but again I think you know the not you know not that everyone anyone is average but you know the the most average client that we uh, talk to is is shooting more for a percentage of college costs and not necessarily the whole thing. And I'm getting the wrap up sign from Cindy here. So let's wrap it up. We will be right back.